Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. I'm Karen. Good morning. Um, today we have chosen to talk about, um, I'm not really sure how to sum it up in just a couple words, but we're discussing reasons why people who seem to be ready to pass, uh, to pass over, hang on, don't let go, however you want to word that, so aren't, aren't dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of explanations and a lack of explanations as well from the medical community as to why or why not this is happening. Um, but we wanted to talk about it from an energetic standpoint. Well, because it's not a medical reason. They're the wrong people to ask is what I, what is what is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, that's, it's not their field. Um, even though. Perhaps some of them might say, yes, it is, because it has to do with an organ or this or that. Um, But we're coming from it in the perspective of being mediums and being able to talk to the spirits who have crossed over and asking them why they couldn't when they were on earth. Mm -hmm. So we're going straight to them and asking them what their problem was or their challenge or whatever it was that they were experiencing, Mm -hmm. whether it was positive or, or or hard for them. Um, okay, where do you, where do you want to begin with that? Are you uh, well? I think we can going? kind of go anywhere, so it might look a little scattered today, because um, maybe we can just throw out different examples and then do our best to explain uh, yeah. a lot of the different scenarios. Okay. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind is you know someone who um, who I'll say has been bedridden and uh, their vitals are weak, but um, they the human part of them is making the comment that they would like to see all of their family one last time. Mm. That that's, you know, the human is articulating that that's what they need to feel at peace and to let go. So do you want to jump in and, and talk about the reasons why that may or may not be uh, what gives them that kick? Yeah. I just called it a kick. Someone's laughing at that. Yeah. Well, y- Kelly, because sometimes what the human believes they need and want and what the soul is waiting for, for them to cross over, for that two halves to become a whole again, mm-hmm. are two different things. Mm-hmm. And so the the human aspect of that person who's dying can say, this is what I need. I need forgiveness. I need to talk to this child. I want my whole family together in a room, whatever that is. Um, they may get all of those things and still not be able to pass and then wonder themselves, well, geez, my whole family came. I should have passed. I, I, I can go any time now. How come I'm still not going? So it can even it can even make them question. Um, and what I'm you know, everyone who's listening to this, if you know, can hear what's coming next, I think, is that the spirit, the soul is standing there saying, You still want control. Hmm. You still want to orchestrate, create the drama. It's like a play. They want to be able to write their own play. And they believe they're the star of their own play. And they really do believe they're the star and the director, mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're all aspects of the play and that everybody else is just our minor pieces um, being told what to do. And this is what I need. So it's it's still an aspect of I have to have control over life right to the point of death. Mm-hmm. And the spirit world says, no, you don't. And we're not allowing it because there's still something for them to learn in, in releasing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be careful that I don't say letting go because there's a difference. Is that good? Sure. Okay. I still think it's all very confusing because you can, like, I'm listening to what you're saying. Um, 
and in not not meaning to be argumentative, but the the human is someone who who wants control and has control their whole life, mm-hmm. um, and will say that they want to pass, but the spirit stands on the other side and goes, "You can't just flick a switch. You're not done. You That's haven't right. learned a lesson." Flip side of that being that the the spirit is in control, and it's arguing with the human. Yes. Um, so it, it's really a neat kind of balance. Uh, that we get to watch where the human can like kind of concedes to the spirit and goes, Oh, okay. I guess I've got five days left and I'm just going to sort of be, be at peace. Well, and, and that's part of it in that some, some humans don't get to the peace. Mm-hmm. Some humans don't get there. They do their passing and they might only get peace in the very last second of their very, br- of that breath. They mm-hmm. may fight to the very, very, very end of it mm-hmm. where the last breath is what they fight for. Right. And as they have crossed over and doing doing their crossing, um, what they're experiencing. So let's continue because that's, uh, we, you know, humans refer to that as the journey. So let's refer to it as the journey okay. where they may have fears of what's on the other side if they cross. They may now have to deal with or are afraid to deal with seeing family members so just like, was it Jim Jeffries that said, Jesus, I don't, I don't want to die. I don't want to have to go to a heaven where all my relatives are. Mm-hmm. I had to tolerate those assholes on earth. <laughs> That's the last thing I want to do is think that I'm going to spend eternity with them. Mm-hmm. And he said it comically, which was done far better than the way I presented it. But he makes a good point in really hitting the nail on the head. That's part of the reason some people don't want to cross, cross is because of the beliefs and the fears they hold about what it looks like on the other side. Right. So they come, they can come back and forth or just simply get stuck because they don't want to see the people that were on earth or they believed in systems. And I, I'm just going to refer to religions as systems for yeah, a period of time because they're, they're belief structures. Mm-hmm. And people can say there's so much more than that. You made that very political. You made that, you know, very boxy. I'm oh, trying. Whatever, it's our show. Yeah, and I'm trying to make it boxy because it really is. Right. It really if is. This, then this. That's right. And so if they believe there's a Jesus and a Mary and there was suffering and whatever, or Buddha, or I don't know, all kinds of different beliefs in different religions, some of those very beliefs that they held closest to them might be the very things that stop them from crossing. Mm -hmm. So they may have been very religious, believing that there is a God, and then is terrified that they're actually going to have to see a God. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know what? You think about the whole belief of there being that judgment day. Yeah. And those different levels. And I refer back to the Catholicism because that's what I was raised in. Um, But that, sorry, school system. Um, Hell, purgatory, and heaven. And thinking that there's, you know, as soon as I die, I've got to get into a lineup, have my name called and be judged. It's like, it's worse than getting it, you know, going over to the MTO and knowing I have to wait in line <laughs> to have a horrible experience <laughs> and get my picture taken. Yeah. Yeah. It, it very much. And they're very, some people are very afraid of, of having to see their own life review. Yeah. And so the human goes, no, nah, I'm gonna stay here. Yeah. Because in the life review, they might now have to see how they treated other people. So those who have had a lifetime of narcissism, a lifetime of people-pleasing, a lifetime of lying, um, a lifetime of all co- or just being mixed up um, and going back and forth in all kinds of behaviors, mm-hmm. there can be a lot of fear in, in crossing over because now 
if I have to be held accountable for those things, and by God, I never was on earth, I got away with a ton of shit, mm-hmm. um, whether it was from your family or your spouse or co-workers, all of the things that we do, we think we're going to be held accountable for. And we think there's going to be a strong judgment about it and a punishment. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a whole bunch of things that we fear that are going to happen, not just one event. Mm-hmm. We fear, I'll call it the the day of court, meaning that we don't want to have to sit in a court system, uh, similar to maybe like a one on earth. And be found guilty. Yes. And because we have some beliefs and we see what happens in systems in court on earth, people get away with it. Some people don't. You get framed for something you didn't do. Nobody's going to listen to me. No one's going to really know the truth. Well, what if they do find out? There's a whole bunch of things that just absolutely... What if the punishment doesn't fit the crime? Yeah, and, and it, it paralyzes them. Mm-hmm. So there, there is, um, I'll call it a death paralysis, mm-hmm. meaning that they can't really do the crossing over because they're paralyzed between the realities. Mm-hmm. And yet they can't really come back alive. So they're in that state of what we call dying or that process. Yep. But that, like you say, they're really not moving anywhere. Yeah. And they could be sitting up and eating and, and engaging with home care workers and all kinds of people during this process of going, th- going through this. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm living through for the second time, one of like a very similar experience to what we're talking about, where the person is kind of in that process of passing, but you know, we think she's going, then she's back, and then we think she's going again, and she's back. And I referred to it as, like, the worst part of double dutch, where you're kind of <laughs> leaning in, and then you're like, no, not yet. And you lean in again, it's like, no, not yet. And you're trying to get that perfect little little mm-hmm. groove, and you just keep leaning forward and backwards. And I just, I've always hated double dutch. <laughs> and I'm watching these people go through that that system, mm-hmm. or that, that process. So one of the other things that I've learned... And there's, there's, there are many aspects. So right now we're talking about what it does to the person who's in the process, mm-hmm. not about the family and everybody else around them, right. but just their own process. Some of them, once they've crossed over, have said, I had so many opportunities to say the truth. I had so many opportunities to talk or to, to, to telepathically say something. Or, you know, we did a show about my dad and I last week about yeah. gifts opening during this process. And that the last bit you had mentioned in that podcast, the last bit of time to be used to fulfill a contract Mm -hmm. and whether people stand up and actually accept it. I mean, we heard in that podcast where I did and my dad did and we got the contract and how many people still have those opportunities to fill a life contract and don't get what it is. Or they get what it is, but they're just damn, they're just, they're, they're not going to change anything in their life, mm-hmm. um, including at this moment. So, uh, and I think we're saying the same thing, but I kind of want to bring it in a different perspective. Because um, you're talking about the person who's crossing, right? Is that, am I correct in I'm talking that? about both of them in that Okay, one. good. Because I, I wanted to illustrate that maybe just a little bit more obviously as well. Because um, you, you illustrated your dad getting it in his last moment, which allowed you to right? Which allowed you to open your gifts. But there's also the, or the idea or the, the situation where um, it's the people on earth that need to figure this shit out. And so that soul is sitting there or that human is sitting there having not been able to die yet so that the siblings can get their lessons, so that the grandchildren or the parents can get their lessons, um, that the humans that will essentially be left here on earth are still needing to get, get the point. Mm-hmm. 
And yet we sit here as humans looking at that person who's dying going, it's okay, you can go now. And we keep trying to give them permission. Like we have control <laughs> to give them the permission to leave. Mm-hmm. And that soul on the other side is going, you pompous little shit. <laughs> like I can't go. You haven't got it yet. I'm going to, I need to sit here a couple weeks longer until you take, you know, the fourth opportunity I've given you. Um, and I just, I find that whole dynamic really interesting too, because so often, you know, as humans, we get frustrated and sad, of course, watching the person suffer and we think we can give them permission to go. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've also talked to some souls who've crossed over that made sure that when they died, nobody was present. They, a whole family came home or people come. Yeah. All the way from across the the world, Australia, wherever they mm-hmm. they travel a whole world, a whole planet, or they're they're coming in the plane, yeah. and the person that they're coming to see passes, and they don't make it there, and they will say to me or to you, um, "I know that the person sitting in the room talking to you didn't make it, and they were in a plane, or they were on a bus, or yeah. they were traveling in their car, and they didn't make it in time." before I passed, I know they didn't, but I was in the vehicle with them. I was here, I was this, I was that. Mm -hmm. And so the affirmation then is, well, wait a minute, if I was flying in an airplane, and I know she passed when I was in the airplane, how could she know that I was in it? Right. And so it's also to wake us up to come outside of those boxes of where we think we understand things. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a plane, and she's in a hospital on land, then we can't be connecting. Yet. That's right. Right. And it's, no, you are always connecting. Mm -hmm. Fully alive, in your crossing, and on the other side. And so many people believe it, but and or want to, but don't experience it. Mm -hmm. And all of these opportunities are there to actually get it. Not just to talk about it or say that you read it. Mm -hmm. I think... um in that particular situation that you're talking about, I think it's so cool that once that person who does decide to get on the plane or the bus or however they choose to get to that person, once the intention is set, that soul sometimes has the permission to go or is, or is able to let go, right? Um, it's the same way, you know, that a lot of the world sends prayers or sends mm-hmm. thoughts. It's, send, it's setting an intention to love, mm-hmm. to hold a space for opportunity, uh, for change, all of those different things. Uh, and it doesn't, like you're saying, it doesn't mean that the physical body has to be here um, to allow for all of that to happen. Yeah. Just recently, a, a young man came as a, in, in, as a human, uh, a client. And um, when he sat down, I think it was his dad that, he, that, that had passed away. And his dad said, I know my son knew I was dying and had no intention of coming to see me. If anything else, he was staying far away from me till I was dead and he wished me dead. He wished for the pain to end Mm -hmm. of the way that I was in my life, of the way that I treated others in my life, Mm. and that he was waiting to feel relief. Mm -hmm. And he says, I would like to say to him that I'm glad he finally has his relief. Oh, wow. Because I controlled, I manipulated, and I hurt, and I did it. Sometimes not intentionally, and sometimes very intentionally. Mm-hmm. And I messed up his thinking. I messed up his realities. So there's that too, mm-hmm. in that 
sometimes we don't want to be there when someone's passing. We, ha- we have our own reality of what we feel. And it might not necessarily be that we're just sad and we don't want to go. Or, or maybe we, we don't want to be part of it at a hospital or something because we're embarrassed of how we might express our feelings. But some people are just really freaking angry. Mm-hmm. And they want the person just to finally get the hell off the planet and go yeah. and leave me alone yeah. so I can move on with my life. Yeah. And, and that, that level of anxiousness that pairs um, all of those emotions, right? And, and I know I've likened the person dying to playing double dutch, but it's also the family and friends around them who are going, should I be there? Should I not? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I actually really want him dead? Or is this a horrible thing and I, sh- I shouldn't wish this? It's that back and forth of which feeling or which action am I really committing myself to? Mm-hmm. And it's the shame and guilt a person can feel when you just want somebody to finally die mm-hmm. so that you can feel relief, you can heal, you can experience just the lack of their presence here. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a certain freedom that you're looking to feel again. Okay, and I'm really glad that you used that word because, and I'm kind of backtracking here, when I was running the Danielle Laporte Desire Map uh, workshop, we were all asked as part of this program to define how we wanted to feel. And everyone was choosing these light, fluffy words of like peace and harmony and all this bullshit. And you were like, I think I'd like to feel chaos. And I remember the group just having visceral reactions oh, saying yeah. that was horrible. And why would you pick <laughs> that? They were freaked out to be even like be in the room with you. It's true. And um, but one of the parts of the activities was to pick the word, but then also look up the definition. Yeah. And you had said, well, hold on a minute. The definition of chaos is something born from nothing. Yeah. And there has to be chaos for birth. So, I mean, you can take that in a literal sense and also, you know, apply it to so many different situations. So when you're talking about that back and forth feeling, you're in total chaos. Death is also chaos. And then this person gets this total relief from it. Mm-hmm. Why Why wouldn't you hope for that? Mm-hmm. For one person or the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can Just, I keep going? Yeah, can we sure. keep adding? Okay. I guess what? there's no producer, you know, cutting us off. Okay. It's just coffee. It's just me. Okay. Um, one of the other things, Kelly, that comes to me about what, when we began the podcast, we were talking about why people go back and forth when they're dying and in the process. And it is the word process. Mm-hmm. So for some of them, I know as being a medium and also as we are shamans or shawwoman, mm-hmm. that some of these people that are going through the dying the dying process are doing so because they're learning to come in and out of the body. They're learning about energy. Right. They're learning about where they held their hurts. So mm-hmm. say they have a cancer or something in the body. I pick cancer just because it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- maybe that they have pain in the leg or in an organ. And so as they're going through the dying process, they're learning to come outside of their body and float, you know, however you want to use the terms in shamanic terms or in different levels of consciousness if you're studying psychology that they're in different levels of energy form right and interestingly enough can you measure it so you know science wanted to measure a live body at death and then a a dead body at death by just seconds to see if the soul weighed anything Mm -hmm. so there were studies done on this where they actually weighed the person on a deathbed Mm-hmm. as they were alive right. and then the second later when the doctor says there's no heartbeat and they're dead is there a difference in weight even by a gram mm-hmm. so can we measure a soul's energy right 
Is that good? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, in my studies in energy healing and quantum physics, read those studies mm-hmm. because I wanted to see if science was trying, what science was trying to prove so they could say we're right or we're wrong. Right. Whereas some spiritual people don't need that. Mm-hmm. They can just sit back and not care if a soul weighs a gram or three grams. They can just watch it leave the body. Yes. And I think about how many home care workers, men and women, are work in nursing homes or hospitals or even just in their own houses with their own family members when they pass or taking care of a friend in a hospice, anything. Feel the energy shift in the room when they leave. Mm-hmm. Feel them shift when they're actually in the process of leaving. See the angels or the spirits or get signs from nature, butterflies, whatever, that the soul is doing its journey. And that that journey that I'm referring to is shifting energy. Right. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. I like that. It just brings in all different kinds of aspects of it. Mm -hmm. But it's going through, you know, maybe in one part of science, psychology might say levels of consciousness. And maybe quantum physics would say, call it what you want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's called energy. (laughs) Um, And someone else might say, whatever the terminology means, it's just their essence or their spirit or their soul. Someone else might say it's, it's, it's nothing. It's a poop fart. It's whatever. This you know what I mean? Well, I'm just saying because people have different languages. It's nothingness. No, I get it, but it's happening. Right. You see it, you feel it, and someone's trying to measure it. Yes. Yeah. And I think it, it's, it's been delightful for me as a medium and working in a funeral home. And living in one, being able... And hiding in one. and Yes. <laughs> hiding in the caskets and all. Um, oh, I meant the bathroom when the souls were coming after you. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. That, yeah, okay. <laughs> you can refer back to podcast number one if this is confusing you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's true. Anyway, the point being that there's lo- there are lots of different ways to use a vocabulary for the process of what someone goes through, whether someone calls it alchemy and you're going through nine processes, Mm -hmm. including in death. So if someone is, you know, thinking, oh, geez, I really need scientific terms to understand this. Alchemy talks about the the nine processes. Mm -hmm. Um, And people can look at that and go, oh, it's calcination and, you know, burning things to the ground. That's when the body wants to, the soul wants to leave the body. What's the next process? And then they want to hear the, the next eight, right? Mm-hmm. So, and when does creation come in again? So, and, and this is something that's true of our entire universe. That when you say about the word chaos, that the body has to go through the chaos, which is the death process. Destruction. Yeah. The calcination process. And then it has eight other beautiful processes that follow after that. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Do you have any more? No, I don't think so. I was just thinking about how you really can't rush that process, but I think that could probably lead into a whole discussion about euthanasia, mm-hmm. um, which I also feel really strongly about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I think I'm having like an internal debate about how that rushes a process and may change contract mm-hmm. uh, and how wonderful that can be mm-hmm. and how traumatizing it could be. Yeah, um, we've seen both talking to spirits on yeah. the other side, um, as well as, and not, it's not the same, but as well as suicide. Yeah. Rushing or, or, or completing. 
Ah, I love it. There's a difference between rushing a life and completing a life. And some people might think a suicide is always rushing a life Mm -hmm. that's not fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And while others that do suicide, their spirits come through and say, oh, no, I completed my contract. Checked off that box. Moving on. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very neat. Anyway, I didn't want to spill over into those topics today. I thought we would just leave it there. And if people want to ask questions or make comments, Mm -hmm. um, we'll invite you, as always, to email us at info at com. Sound good? Yeah. Lovely, hon. Thank you.